Young wide receivers can win you a fantasy league. Just ask DK Metcalf and AJ Brown managers from last year. We'll talk about some year two and year three receivers right now on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is Tuesday morning now, June 8th. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. And Jamie, Justin Jefferson is going to be everybody's favorite year two wide receiver with good reason. Who is your second favorite year two wide receiver? Uh, CeeDee Lamb, you know, I just look at the uh, the upside for him, what he showed you uh, to start his career last year when Dak Prescott was healthy through the first five games. And I think there's a lot to love about what his game can be, his upside can be. Um, you can have a very strong debate and good conversation about who's the number one receiver for the Cowboys. Is it going to be Amari Cooper or is it going to be CeeDee Lamb? And they're getting drafted very close to each other because I think the fantasy community recognizes the upside of what Lamb can be. So. Uh, Lamb is my number two second-year wide receiver in 2021. Okay, do you think that the year two wide receivers in general, and let's remove Jefferson just because he's going such capital, right? You're round two pick for a lot of people. Do you think that they can have the same type of impact we saw last year from McLaurin and, and A.J. Brown and, and D.K. Metcalf, um, Deontay Johnson? Do you think we could have that kind of breakout season from multiple players? We certainly can. Um, The problem is, I think you're looking at a lot of them are in such crowded situations. Um, You know, you look at Ayuk and a lot of the damage that he did was with Kittle banged up or not there and Debo Samuel not there or banged up. You look at T. Higgins and the competition he's going to face with Jamar Chase there and obviously Tyler Boyd, uh, Chase Claypool. And you mentioned Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster back. Um, You know, there's just there, there just seems to be a lot of crowded receiving cores that you know take away what the potential upside could be like Higgins was somebody I was over the moon about before Jamar Chase was added in the draft because I thought no AJ Green he's clearly the number one guy and then they bring in Chase and you know he's still going to be a good value Claypool's going to be a good value if he's not overdrafted um in terms of both those guys Ayuk as well but um you know just a, a little frustrating that you know the the upside could be capped a little bit just based on some of those situations is there any sleeper? Sleeper year two receiver? I know some people like, uh, well, no, that would, Paris Campbell would be a sleeper year three receiver. Any year two receivers that you can think of as a late round pick? I mean, I don't know if Pittman is in that category, but yeah. he certainly fits the bill, uh, you know, just based on his situation, you know, with um, T.Y. Hilton being a little older again, uh, new quarterback coming in, you know, maybe challenging. Uh, he's able to challenge Hilton for the number one role. He certainly looked apart in the playoff game against Buffalo that he can play uh, to that level of, of talent and, and opportunity. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a sleeper of the group. Um, I don't know. I'm sure we could revisit it during the show, but I, I'm not sure if there's one off the top of my head right now. All right, hold on. Let me, let me, let me see what we were working with here. Uh, well, you know, Henry Ruggs, <laughs> first one drafted. In oh, the, and Judy, too, I guess. Yeah, Judy's got some love, but even I'm seeing when, we, when we've done like startup dynasty mock drafts, we've done a couple of them. And nobody wants Henry Ruggs. He he goes really late. So I, I'll call him a sleeper. Uh, Chenault, Denzel Mims, Gabriel Davis. Davis is a good one. You know, Rager, again, crowd receiving core, but certainly opportunity there, uh, knowing that they they lose John Brown and can he, you know, fill that role differently than what Emmanuel Sanders will do. All right, actually, I was going to ask you about Rager, but we'll save it for. The full-length show. How about the year three wide receivers? We, we know we've got some studs at the top. Um, what do you think about this group in general? I guess it starts with Metcalf and A.J. Brown, right? Uh, what do you think? True bona fide studs and then Deontay Johnson, McLaurin, 
damn good class here. Yeah, I mean, for me, McLaurin's in that stud group. Uh, love the opportunity for these guys. You know, I think you're looking at, you know, just a lot of home run hitters uh, from this draft class and some guys that have the chance to be, you know, not breakout guys, but sleepers in, in this, you know, scenario. You mentioned one in Paris Campbell. Um, you know, we could see a situation, you know, with Michael Hardman, obviously, knowing that there's no Sammy Watkins now. Can he take that step forward for the Chiefs? Those are two that, you know, I, I, I'm looking for on draft day. Travis Fulgham is interesting, you know, just knowing that he has a chance to maybe be the third receiver for Philadelphia, maybe the second guy for Philadelphia, depending on how things go uh, for the two young guys. But um, really, the guys at the top, it's just a, a, a great group. Like you said, A.J. Brown, even with the addition of Julio Jones, should still be awesome. Uh, DK Metcalf should be awesome. Uh, Terry McLaurin should be awesome. Those three guys are going to get drafted in the first four rounds for sure, maybe the first three rounds. And you just got to love what the uh, what the upside and the potential of those guys can be and hopefully continue to be for many years to come. And I'll ask you about Debo Samuel and Marquise Brown on the full-length version of Fantasy Football Today. Make sure you check it out, people. This is Fantasy Football Today in 5. We'll talk to you tomorrow. tomorrow.